Hey everybody, it's Greg, Detroit's Love Guru, and now it's time for the Art of Relationship show. Talking about a lot of people's favorite subject, it's about makeup sex. However, does it serve the problem or serve, you know, the problem of healing issues, right? Or does it just put a band-aid on it? We're going to talk about this right after this on the Art of Relationship show. Don't go anywhere. We're going to be talking about makeup sex right after this. Hey, everybody. Uh, welcome back to the Art of Relationships show. We are going to be talking about makeup sex. Hey, Janie, I appreciate it, man. What is happening with everybody out there talking about makeup sex? How many people have never had makeup sex? First of all, right? A lot of people, oh, when I'm in an argument and I'm mad, I'm pissed off. I can't be in the mood for sex, right? There's a lot of people out there like that. And this is not a right or wrong. Hey, Cynthia, appreciate you tuning in. So it's not a right or wrong, anybody. It's about going after, <clears throat> excuse me, that, you know, when you have makeup sex, or maybe a lot of people love it. They love, you know, the adrenaline rush that makeup sex gets you freaking rip each other's clothes off, maul each other in animalistic sex style, and it makes you feel great. However, when it's done and over with, you clean up, right? Does that erase the issue, the problem that was created before you started having makeup sex, okay? A lot of people know it does not. It makes you feel great. It's exhilarating, right? Let's face it, right? We love it. We might, oh my God, it feels great. I was awesome, man. Kicks up the endorphins, right? The dopamine levels, right? Oh my God, the physical exertion and the explosion after a makeup sex, right? Awesome. Woohoo! However... Does that heal the argument, the challenge that was going on that created the atmosphere for makeup sex or how many people just want to argue so they have makeup sex, right? There's people out there that do that as well. So if you are not getting at the issue, if you are not healing what the argument was, that you're not trying to connect with what each other feels, trying to understand what each other, you know, where each other's coming from and trying to put yourself in each other's shoes, the makeup sex is going to become old. It might get to a point where you have makeup sex, you know, once, maybe twice, maybe three, maybe more than that. Everybody's different. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I know uh, allergies are kicking a little bit, but it's going to come to a point where now you realize makeup sex is not healing the problem. And it feels great, but it's the same stuff going on and on over again. It's a rinse and repeat. So we have, we have to be able to go after what the issues are. Now, a lot of people are going to realize, right? Now, if we don't argue anymore and we're able to connect emotionally, we're not going to have makeup sex anymore. But can you still have connected sex? Can you still have that animalistic sex without having an argument? Hell to the yes. I'm all for that, right? Um, person put, you know, the best and worst of all at the same time, that Band-Aid hurts like hell when it's ripped off later. Yeah, you can, it's the best, right? Oh, makeup sex was great, but you're still left. 
Are you still feeling left? Man, I still didn't feel heard. I still didn't feel connected. I still didn't feel like I was understood, but we just have sex. And it gets to a point where do you feel like you just sold yourself out by having makeup sex? Maybe you're the one that is initiating the makeup sex. Everybody assumes it's, you know, men initiate. Oh, hell no. There's a lot of women that they want to feel connected or they just don't want to argue anymore. So they have makeup sex, but it's a band-aid, right? It's one of those things that, you know, it doesn't heal the real problem. What are you doing to try to understand each person's point of view? What are you doing to try to understand what created the argument to begin with, right? You're two different people, right? Even if you disagree, and I've said this numerous times, even if you disagree, I want you to be able to feel heard, to feel understood, and to feel respected, even if you disagree on a topic, right? My fantasy is, I've said this, that I also like you to feel like you like each other, but let's face it, depending what you agree on, disagree on, that type of thing, liking each other in that moment might not be uh, an easy task. It might be maybe a fantasy to even feel liked, okay? But at least you need to feel understood that your partner gets you or pretty soon makeup sex is going to become like, you know what? It ain't working. It's not serving the purpose that originally does, right? It, it's like the it loses its sensation because it's the same issue when you're done with makeup sex. Where are you left with, right? What are you... Um, dealing with, are you still dealing with the same issues, the same problem? You're feeling disrespected. Do you still feel that, um, you know what, you're not important, right? Um, I see you still have that bad look in your office. <laughs> Trayva, hey, what's up? It's, I know, it's not a headboard, footboard. It's a huge freaking couch and a huge chair. <laughs> not a bed. It looks like a bed from that angle, doesn't it? <clears throat> but it's not. But going after back to, you know, makeup sex and all those aspects, a lot of people maybe never even had it because they can't get in a headspace to we're just arguing. Now you want to have sex? And a lot of people look at, oh, women do that. Men don't do that. There's a lot of women that might want makeup sex to connect. And the man is like, man, you just yelled at me, ripped me apart, argued you know, belittled me. And now you want to have sex with me? Hell no. Deuces. I'm out of here. Right. And it's never um, a right or wrong situation. It's looking at it. If it serves that purpose, are you able to, you know, still have makeup sex? And does that make it easier for you to talk to? I'm all for that. Right. It's exhilarating. Like I said, it's exciting. You feel, oh, my God, that was phenomenal makeup sex. I haven't had that passion between us in a long time. So it can serve a great physical, maybe even chemical connection, a chemical purpose, if you will. It can be great. And I also look at, are you able to use makeup sex to make it easier to talk about the problem? Right not just ignore the issue. Because when you ignore the issue, when you start, you know what, sweeping all that crap underneath the proverbial rug, what's going to happen is it's going to come back and bite you in the booty. I guarantee it, okay? What's going to happen is it's going to keep building resentment on top of resentment on top of resentment, and it's going to explode. It's going to all over the place, right? And it's not going to be 
a fun situation, okay? So if you use makeup sex a way to connect and be exhilarated and have great, you know, physical chemistry, awesome, terrific. But can you also use it to be able to make it easier to talk about the problems and the issue, right? That's off. That's great. That would be a healthy way to have makeup sex, to make it easier to be able to talk and communicate and be understood. But if it's just a way, oh, oh we had makeup sex, everything's great right now. What's going to happen is, guess what? It's going to come back and it's going to raise its ugly head again about the problem, especially if it keeps happening. It's a repeat, you know, over and over again. <clears throat> Excuse me. And it's not a, um, you know, it's not healing anything. Okay. Um, Cynthia, eventually the broken heart doesn't heal and numbness enters the equation. Absolutely. Cynthia, if you still feel like you're being disrespected, um, calling out your name, if you're, you know, getting cheated on and you find out cheated on and you have makeup sex, um, oh, we're back together again. And then he cheats again, or she cheats again. And it's not going to solve the problem. It's not going to solve the hurt. It's temporary, right? Because what's going to happen, the heart is still going to be left wide open and it needs to be healed. There has to be that process of trying to connect, of genuine remorse, about understanding, or it's going to just, you know, it's going to fester and fester and keep going on and on, like I mentioned, <clears throat> to be able to look at, you know, that type of element. So if you use makeup sex in a healthy way that you are able to solve the problem and correct what's going on. Terrific. Awesome. Fantastic. Right. How many people listening or even watching the show, are you able to be able to go after? Um, yeah, I have makeup sex, but after that, I still feel disconnected. It's like we have makeup sex. Everything's great, exhilarating. And then when we go apart, I still feel ripped apart. I still feel like my heart and my soul are ripped wide open and it's craving for healing. Okay. That's not a good situation. And what are you doing to handle those issues and handle those problems? You know, are they, people talk about stupid arguments, right? Dumb arguments. We talk about stuff that doesn't matter, Greg, and we get in an argument, we have makeup sex. Oh, woo, great. Right. But are those stupid issues, are those dumb issues, those issues that are not important that I hear on a daily basis that people bring up, right? They tell me this. It's stupid, Greg. We shouldn't argue about this, but we do. Is it more of an underlying issue that's going on because you don't feel loved, you don't feel connected, you don't feel respected, you don't feel desired, maybe you don't feel appreciated, important, and that is the essence of what creates those arguments about those little things that don't matter, right? Oh, you left a dish in the sink, forgot to take the trash out, uh, whatever it is, right? <clears throat> you forgot the vacuum, dust, um, that type of thing, situation, right? Oh, you forgot to bring home wine, milk, or whatever from work, whatever the situation is, and it's not gender specific, right? So people argue about stuff that doesn't matter instead of getting at the real issues, right? And let's face it, makeup sex is formed from making up. 
It's formed from usually arguing, yelling at each other, screaming at each other. And sometimes there's no argument. There's a huge disconnect and you just look at each other, right? You're not talking about the issue. There's no yelling, no screaming. You both know you're mad at each other, right? You both feel disconnected and tension with each other. So it could be a day, two days, three days, a week that go by and you just happen to look at each other and rip each other's clothes off. Woohoo, great, right? You both have great sex, connected sex, physically, you know, awesome, right? But then after that, it's like you start pretending like nothing happened, right? That the argument didn't exist, that the challenge or the feelings of being disrespected, you know what, all of a sudden, bye-bye, they're gone, okay? So you you look at, you know, is that a pattern that you run into? How many people can admit that that is a pattern, right? You have sex, you know, after disconnected, you have sex and it's great, whatever, you might feel connected, but then it's like after you're done having sex, maybe next day, you still feel not important. You still feel a hole is missing in your heart, in your soul. It didn't heal anything. It feels great. Maybe made you feel connected for, you know, a couple minutes, an hour, two hours, whatever. Great, right? However, what is it doing to heal the challenges in your relationship? That's what my question is, okay? So that's where I want you to be able to go after to start healing those issues and you can still have great of sex, great animalistic, passionate sex, right? Do you think if you feel more understood that you feel heard and appreciated, do you think you're going to have better sex anyways? Let's face it. Or maybe you're bored with sex and it's always missionary. It's always, uh, how can we say this? <clears throat> you know, the same thing ever, it becomes stoic. It becomes boring, mundane, predictable, that type of thing. But do you need to argue and fight to kick that up? Or can you talk about it, especially if you're more connected and you can talk about anything? Man, I want you to rip my clothes off. I want you to just see me bending over whatever and grab my butt and, you know, rip me off, start kissing, kissing me, whatever. And everybody assumes, right, maybe that women want that. What does your man want and what do you do to make your man feel craved and not just during makeup sex? And that's what is awesome about makeup sex, right? It's that magnet, right? That magnet magnetism together that you just crave each other, right? You just can't get enough of each other. You, you feel wanted. You feel craved. What are you doing to make each other feel that craved and that connection and that magnetism when you're not arguing? Aha, can you do it? Do people think that's even possible? I do. I promote that. I teach that, right? When you start feeling more connected and you start feeling that stuff, you can read each other better and you're able to be able to look at the situation that, you know what, you can be exhilarating. You can have the animalistic, you know, connected magnetism, chemical sex that you get from, from makeup sex Plus, you can have the connected, soulful, sensual uh, sex events, right? Episodes, if you will. You can have all of that in a relationship. You don't just have to have, <clears throat> excuse me, the exhilarating makeup sex, right, from an argument. You can have that from even feeling connected, from feeling love, from feeling the passionate from each other because you get each other. It doesn't have to turn your relationship 
into a, a boring, you know, mundane sex life, right? But if you don't talk about it, if you don't talk about how you want your sex life and to have that magnetism and what's going on, are you waiting for your partner to take the lead in that? What are you doing to take the lead in having the sex life you want, right? From not only makeup sex, but any other forms of sex. Maybe you want to be more risque and start having sex at noon in the living room type of thing, right? Maybe you want to have sex in the backyard in a in a parking lot somewhere. Self, you know, disclosure, if you get arrested, don't blame it on me. I'm just saying that, okay? But you have to look at what are you doing to talk about sex? Some people been together for years, many years, right? And one person, both people still are afraid to talk about sex, what they want, what they desire. And it's ironic when it comes out with makeup sex, right? It's like everything just flows and comes together and you just read each other, right? Awesome. Terrific. But are you able to talk about it when you don't argue? When it's not makeup sex, are you able to talk about the problems in your relationship, right? The problems about fighting, arguing, not getting each other, being embarrassed by one another, right? Not feeling like you're appreciated, taken for granted, and also talking about sex, right? For me, me personally, right? I want to talk about all that stuff. I want to talk about sex, improving it, what's working, what's not working, um, I, uh, what's exhilarating for partner, for myself to be able to talk about it. I don't want to have a, you know, a relationship to where we can't talk about anything. And it's very difficult. It's not easy in that situation. Some people are afraid to come out of their comfort zone because they're afraid, they're ashamed to talk about these issues, right? And all of a sudden, all that wanting and desire and craving comes out during makeup sex. My question is, what are you doing to make that come out when you're not arguing, when you're not fighting, right? So look at those situations and being able to, you know, talk about that is awesome. It's exhilarating. And what do you do to own what you want and what you desire and what you crave in your relationship and especially sexually, right? If you're not doing that, what are you doing to find that out or what is getting in the way of that? Or maybe there you have a low sex desire, which is fine, right? Nothing wrong with it. And you just don't care about sex. Again, nothing wrong with that. Not at all, right? It's looking at what works for you to go after it. And, uh, you know, what works for you in the relationship. That's what I mean about what you want to go after and what's important to you in a relationship, right? And a lot of stuff, it comes out. When you exhilarated and something's new, or you have that passion about, man, I hate your guts and that makeup sex. Everybody remembers those scenes from the notebook, the movie, right? So, you know, man, I would love that. I love that passion and that heated, you know, that heat between us. I want that. I love that. You can have that and not just from arguing or having makeup sex. Okay. So I'm going to cut the show off a few minutes early. Um, check out my website, the art of relationships show. Oh, sorry. The art of relationships.org. Sorry about that. Make sure you follow me on my Facebook page as well. Detroit's love guru, the art of relationships show on YouTube as well. Also, I'm going to be posting this on Facebook. I am 
wanting to take the show to um, locations, maybe, you know, like a bar, restaurant, whatever, a location. So if you want me to do a live show from a certain location, hit me up, you know, get a hold of me. You know, you can email me at greg at the art of relationships org. You can private message me on Facebook as well. Okay. So hopefully everybody has a happy Wednesday in this episode on making, you know, love, makeup, sex. There we go is helpful to you and it helps you and gives you a different perspective about ways to talk about it and to go after it and to actually resolve issues and not put a bandaid on it. Okay. Everybody take care. Peace and love as always to everybody out there. Everybody take care. Bye-bye.